Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today on the program, I want to talk about the future of podcasting and how many people, some of them might be my clients, try to not be mean to your clients today, Evo, are micromanaging themselves out of future proofing. Um, let me let me kind of explain where we're going on here. So this morning I awoke to some some news, as I always do. I was taking I'll see what's happening in the podcasting space over the weekend. It's Monday. And uh, there's some some interesting information out. Um, the company that owns Spreaker has identified and said, hey, you know what? It looks like a crazy number, like almost 10% of the downloads people are using, pe- that downloads happen on our platform, are going to the new Apple Watch, hmm. which has been a, 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 a pod catcher, if you will, since uh, September, I think. So their numbers said, hey, you know, a lot of downloads. In fact, it goes up to 13% over the weekend. So, hmm, that's interesting. There was also news that the new um, smart devices by Google, the little screen, I think it's called a HomePod, might be it. It's got actually a video screen on it. That podcasts are showing up there and they look kind of nice. Actually, they look almost exactly, as I can see from the video, like CarPlay looks when I'm playing a podcast in my Mini. So that got me to thinking that we are coming up into a future where, and I've talked about this before, where the smartphone that is in our back pocket isn't the primary means by which people will consume content in the future. You have to remember that when podcasting started, we didn't have smartphones. <laughs> the iPhone didn't exist, right? We didn't. And most of us were listening on our audio devices. Some of us had an iRiver, some had an iPod. And I remember that when this happened, you know, we were all struggling at the same time back 15 years ago and now 14 years ago, trying to figure out why certain text appeared on these devices the way that they did. And we learned that was a mixture of ID3 tagging, which are the things that go inside of a, of a, of a media file itself, or, and in fact, in most cases, information from the RSS feed, which has been extended a couple of different times. So that combined with this information... Of, of news today, and also a couple of uh, clients last week, and maybe today, made me think that this was a, a, a worthy topic. So I want to let's explain why I mean micromanaging here. So, so micromanaging by default, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it. I've, I, I have been a manager. I have been the vice president of advertising agencies. I've ran large teams. I'm not a micromanager because micromanaging, by definition, almost means you have to look at the few, at the current as the most important thing. What's happening right now? And I totally get it. You got to ship something. You, there, there are today's problems. There are tomorrow's problems. So micromanagers always we look at today's problems first. I'm not a big today's problems kind of guy. I, I, I can do it, but it's not where my head goes. 
If you focus on today's problems, you only focus on today's ecosystem. And it makes you start asking silly questions like, well, why should I bother with episode level artwork? I never see it. Okay. Why should I worry about writing show notes in such a way that they're displayable on a an iWatch or an Apple Watch? Because I don't have one of those. And only 9% of the downloads happen there. Why is it? If Spotify isn't making good formatted show notes, why don't I just why don't I just not even do it? Because, you know, Spotify, they don't they don't display links when I push them in the text. Oh boy. <clears throat> so here's my answer to to all of those, all of those things, right? And the answer is your micromanaging is getting in the way of future proofing. Look, there we do some things, we, the people who are responsible for creating the content and making sure that it is distributed to the widest bits possible, as far and wide as possible. We have to think about a lot of things. Not just did we make an audio file that sounds good, but have we done all the other things? Have we filled out all the appropriate spots that you on the other side may never see? But have we thought about that? Because in order for it to get as to as many places as possible and look and sound as good as possible, we need we have some certain ways to do things. And and here's the weird thing. Those those things don't make a lot of sense. You know, I had a client last week. We were talking about sharing content on social media. The media hosting platform we use, Libsyn, allows you to write a tweet and schedule when that tweet will be sent out. And then that tweet that you wrote will go out at that scheduled time along with one of three options. There is, you get to pick where the link goes because it doesn't just send out text it sends out a link somewhere so that twitter can build a fancy little card and your options for that would be you can send it a link to the libsyn directory that i think no one uses so that's not a good option even though i believe it's the default choice you can send them to the blog post that you've written about the episode which i also don't think is a great choice because that's a multiple click stage or you can send them you can use the link to the direct mp3 file which is what i recommend always. And about half the clients challenge me on that. And I'm okay with being challenged. I do not mind it. Trust me when I say this, I do not mind being challenged. But at some point in time, they have to recognize that there are certain things that we're doing for tomorrow as much as they are today. So not only is that direct link the best thing to make them easily play the file immediately, but I'm also thinking about the future when on Facebook, for example, Facebook decides to change its system and say, when we see an MP3 file, why don't we just play the MP3 file in the status update, as opposed to linking them off of Facebook? Ask any Facebook marketer you want, and they will tell you that anytime you want to send somebody off of Facebook, bad idea. That's why Facebook devalues links to YouTube and upvalues native video. They don't want people leaving Facebook. So it's only a matter of time, I think, that Facebook modifies their plan so that when they see an MP3 file, hmm, let's just make a player right here. Let's go grab the information from the ID3 tag because we're using smart future-proofing consultants who filled out properly ID3 tags, which have their own limitations, so maybe those get extended too, so that we can keep somebody sitting right here. Clients say, well, you know, 
I, I, I use Apple Podcasts and they're no longer using the episode artwork. So why should I even bother with episode artwork? Well, because it's not the only place that does it. And more importantly, they may not do it tomorrow. Same thing with Spotify. Spotify descriptions all look terrible. Why don't I just write my descriptions for Spotify one block of text without any links whatsoever? Because this is Spotify's first effort at doing this. They will change. It's hard for them because they got to balance the needs of their music providers. How do they also do that with podcasters too? It's not easy for them, but I promise you it will all change. So when you start micromanaging, you're thinking about the way things work today. But for those of us that are thinking about the future, maximum compatibility, cross-posting, cope, create once, publish everywhere, maybe, finally, one of these days. We'll get there. But you have to acquiesce. You have to say, I don't know why this is being recommended, but it's being recommended, and I probably need to do it. Because even though it's not something I can see, I'm paying this person dollars to think about the future. Maybe I should take their advice. I'm not trying to vague this. I'm not trying to be passive aggressive. I mean, every one of my clients that does this, I'd let them know immediately, this is what's happening and you probably should not do it. So it's not like I only bitch about it here. I don't bitch about it them. I just tell them flat out. That's probably not a good idea. I'm thinking about the future. When you do this for something you don't know about, you're stopping me from doing that. I'm thinking about the future. When you start micromanaging, you get in the way. <sighs> Seems like a waste. So, but it's okay. This is just knowledge. This is about information. This is about sharing. This is about educating my clients, which I do every time it comes up. And you know what? Here's the deal. I They get it all the time. You need some help figuring out the future of your podcast and how you can continue going forward. Hey, contact me. This is what I do, clearly. Contact me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Go to podcastlaunch.pro and check out all the stuff that I do. And I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, shout your abortion. 
is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.